Trace Jackson Davis is going to be taking part in the NBA Draft Combine. We'll talk about all the details of what that entails. Tom Allen gave a pretty odd reasoning for not having a spring game this year that we'll talk about. And then Victor Oladipo is uh, it's a, it's a series with the Sixers and the Heat tied at two two now, and he's playing a really big role on that team, even despite them getting healthier. We'll talk about his performances over the weekend. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, May 9th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, whether it's analysis, uh, whether it's previews and recaps during the season, whether it's pro-IU with Oladipo, whether it's the college guys with Trace, we have you covered every sport, the only daily IU podcast. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day today, more specifically your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on YouTube where we post our shows there daily at 7 a.m. You guys can join in on the conversation over there. We spent Friday's episode talking about Trace. We're going to lead today's off talking a little bit more about him as he's going to be at the NBA Draft Combine. A, a really a big opportunity for him and a really big chance to show off his skill set, get a lot of feedback as well. Uh, we'll also talk Tom Allen's kind of bizarre almost reasoning for not having a public spring game, and then a little bit about Vic. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers, wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast at. Also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers for the Locked on account, at Jacob Rude for me personally as well. Let's talk about Trace. Uh, it was reported. There is no official list yet. It was reported by the Indy Star, a couple other places, that he would be receiving an invite to the NBA Draft Combine. Now, there's only about 60 players that take part in the Draft Combine. We've talked a lot about Trace's status. There's only 60 draft picks. There's actually only 58 this year. Two teams had to forfeit draft picks for tampering. Uh, so there's only 58 draft picks this year. So the fact that he's one of the 60 invited is very big. Now, that doesn't necessarily indicate they view him as a top 60 prospect. A lot of the top guys in the draft don't take part in the combine. So you kind of pull people up from the other side to fill out those roughly 60 or so players. Combine is going to start next week, the 16th through the 22nd. What does the combine entail? Obviously... Everybody knows about the measurements, your wingspan, your height, your weight, your body fat, your vertical, all those things, your drills, whether it's the lane agility drill, whether it's the full court sprint, whatever it is, uh, everybody knows those. You can find those measurements all the time. Everybody's going to be reading those. What it also entails, uh, which I, I think a lot of people know too, are interviews with teams. Teams are going to set up. Uh, I would say one-on-one -on -one interviews, but it's going to be multiple people from the team meeting with these pro prospects to talk to them, ask them questions, get to know them a little bit better, 
get a sense uh, for their game, their personality, things of that nature. And pretty much every team takes advantage of this during that time. They'll talk with a, a team. They'll talk with uh, the teams will talk to players and whatnot. Uh, to just you get a sense of how many teams are interested in a prospect as well. Something new that they've added in recent years are scrimmages as well, which I think could be a really big opportunity for Trace. Uh, this is not everybody takes part in the scrimmages. Some people go to the combine, only do a couple measurements, interview with teams, and leave. Uh, I don't, those are typically, again, some of the top prospects. I would suspect Trace is going to go there and play the game because that is a really big opportunity for him. It puts him with other really talented people, gives him a chance to uh, play against other talented prospects and potentially start to go up draft boards. We've seen guys perform really well in those games and start to go up draft boards and get a lot more notice. There's also the chance that he shows something new with his skill set. We uh, podcasted on Friday, as I said earlier, all about Trace Jackson Davis and his uh, kind of a draft profile, looking at him as a draft prospect and a future NBA player. We had Mark Schindler on and a really fun, fantastic conversation. Honestly, is one of my favorite podcasts we've done of late. And fortunately, that same day, Draft Express of ESPN released a video of Trace Jackson Davis. And something we talked about on the pod, which I was ended up being dead wrong about, is we kind of have to stop assuming Trace is going to develop a jumper because he just doesn't seem to want to do it. And then they tweet out the video, and Trace is just canning three-pointers. And it's a lot different shooting them in practice, in workouts, than shooting them in a game. Ask Ben Simmons. There are so many videos of him burying three-pointers and then getting into the game and not wanting to do that. I don't think Trace is the extreme example there, Ben, as Ben Simmons is. But it is a lot different shooting them in a workout versus a game. Maybe he goes into that scrimmage and really starts to show off a three-pointer. And if he does that, then that makes him a lot more intriguing. And that wasn't really something we talked about on Friday because it just wasn't anything he had realistically done. So that was really interesting. The game would offer him an opportunity to potentially show that off as well. Once the combine ends on the 22nd, he's going to have about 10 days up to June 1st to make his decision. So things are going to move a little bit faster here in about a week once the combine takes off. We'll certainly give you all the updates and information about that once it gets going. Now switching back to Bloomington on IU's campus. IU football did not have a spring game, a public spring game this year. A really interesting decision because they've always had them in the past, even for as low as the program was at certain points, I guess, if we're being frank. They always had a cream and crimson game. They did in this season. Tom Allen talked about it and gave a really, I don't like, a bizarre response that I really don't like. And I'm going to tell you why here in one moment. Before we do that, though, it is summer. So, and with summer, you guys need food you can have on the run. Built Bars are the absolute perfect snack with you to bring with you guys on family vacations. Uh, you Or you can throw them in your bag. You can throw them in your kid's backpack. You can throw them in a, your pocket for a bike ride. Whatever it is, make sure that everyone has a Built Bar so you guys are fueled up for 
your summer adventures. These things do not taste like a protein bar. They taste like a candy bar. Uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Every one of them tastes absolutely delicious. I promise you guys, I just finished off the case I had. Um, it, it was it was a struggle to only have one a day because these things taste so good. They don't taste like your mom and dad's protein bars that are waxy and chalky and you have to uh, really, really fight to get them down. These taste incredible. Because Built Bar's motto is to make it delicious and then make it healthy for you. I really don't know how they do it, but they keep pulling it off. It means they have a ton of flavors as well. Cookies and cream and salted caramel is what I had. You guys can try out banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, whatever it is. They also have limited time flavors all the time over on the website. So be sure to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. For the astute ones um, that noticed during the spring, as spring practice was going, we didn't talk a lot about IU football. That's because IU football didn't really make itself available or known in a lot of ways. Uh, they really were just kind of going on behind the scenes as everybody kind of wound down from uh, basketball season. The men's and women's teams wound down from basketball season. And that was what we everybody wanted to talk about, myself included. But we only spent one day talking about the football team, and then we never talked about a spring game. That's because how you didn't have a public spring game. Uh, I knew that they weren't going to have fans in attendance, but I didn't realize they simply were not going to televise it in any way, shape, or form. A really interesting, bizarre decision. That's a word I'm going to keep using because it, I, I really didn't get it at the time. Tom Allen talked about that and his decision to do that on the Hoosier Hysterics podcast recently. Quote, I'm going to be very careful with what I say because we opened the season against Illinois, which is a Big Ten game. The idea that we didn't have a spring game that was put on the Big Ten Network was not an accident. I didn't want them to have any pre-whatever about what Indiana is doing. They need to be guessing. So I'm going to be very cautious with how they answer with how I answer that because I don't want to give away anything that's going to be that's going to give them any advantage whatsoever. I'm assuming they're like us. They listen to every possible time a coach speaks, a head coach speaks, the players speak, and that kind of thing. If I'm being quite honest, I don't like it. I really don't like not having a public spring game. This idea that they need to protect what Indiana is doing from opponents feels very silly and like a very easy answer for IU not really wanting to kind of face the audience after an embarrassing season. Uh, this, this idea that they want to be secret about what they are and what they're doing. Nobody else cares about that. If anybody was going to try to have a competitive advantage, it would be your SEC schools, your uh, big, big 10 schools. Your like, there are a number of teams, your Clemson's, your Oklahoma's, your Texas's. There'd be a number of teams that would say, hold on. We don't want you to see what we have this year. We're not going to do that. Everybody has a spring game. 
the idea that Indiana is the team that needs to like protect itself from what everybody's seeing. I don't think the negatives outweigh the positives because this was a chance. Look, IU lost a lot of momentum in football last season. Maybe all of it. They probably did lose all the momentum they had built up. So in a lot of ways, they're kind of back to ground zero. This was a chance to start rebuilding that momentum, start rebuilding that excitement around the program again. I don't think it's going to be hard to rekindle that excitement. It's kind of like when you have a campfire and it dies down, but the embers are still burning. There's still embers there. People haven't forgotten what IU did. And it would only take a couple twigs or some leaves, maybe a newspaper to lay on top of there for it to catch fire and take off again. And I think this would have been the opportunity to start collecting some of those twigs, some of those branches, go finding that newspaper to really start to lay on the fire so it can take off again. Because the same Tom Allen that had everybody encapsulated and uh, just all on board with the hype train is still there. And this is still that same IU program, even though a lot changed last season, both during the season, after the season, and all that. I really thought this was an opportunity to have a cream and crimson game, welcome in the public, show them, try to, even in a way, build off the excitement that was in Bloomington. This was fresh off IU basketball, men's and women's, having tournament runs to varying degrees. There was just a lot of excitement and energy around the campus and it felt like a something that you could really build off of get the fans in get them excited about football again and maybe ride some of that wave into the summer instead you not only put the spring game behind closed doors you don't put it out there to anybody just so you can beat illinois next season uh that certainly put some pressure on that Illinois game. I'm going to look at that Illinois game differently now because you said you needed to hide what you were doing from Illinois because you really need to win that game, which they're not wrong. They need to win every winnable game they can possibly scrounge together just to become bowl eligible in this division. But portraying it the way you did now puts a lot of pressure on the program. So I just don't know. It doesn't feel to me like the – the pros out or the cons outweigh the pros. I think this is a moment you could build some stuff up. You don't have to show everything in the spring game. Don't pretend like you haven't scrimmaged elsewise and shown everything there. Put together some basic packages that everybody runs. Let guys go out there and play a little more free and easy and just use it as a chance to build some support from the fans again that you really need. Uh, instead of doing any of that, they kept the doors closed. They went behind uh, the curtain and they played their spring game where nobody can see it. I didn't like it. Uh, it was frustrating then, and it was even more frustrating hearing this uh, reasoning excuse, honestly, behind it. So IU football is in a really weird spot right now because IU basketball is back and the Biggest thing that IU football had going for it is that the basketball team really, really stunk and people cared about the football team because they were a little bit better and they didn't weren't really looking ahead to basketball. Well, now everybody's going to be looking ahead to basketball and the football team is kind of back to square one, as we said. So they really need to be making 
right moves to keep that fan support or retain it or build it back up. I thought this was a wrong move, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the football team going into this offseason, but I didn't really like how they started off this spring, and I, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Let's talk about Victor Oladipo and what he is doing with the Miami Heat. And uh, as they went to Philadelphia, dropped their last two games, but individually Oladipo took a big step forward within this Heat team as he is now firmly in the rotation. We'll look at his last two games over the weekend, but not before we talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball. Hell, if you guys bet on the Kentucky Derby, that 80 to 1 long shot, you are rolling in the dough. And I hope you guys chose Bet Online to do so. They are your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Victor Oladipo and the Miami Heat, after pretty much dominating, if we're being honest, the first two games in Miami, uh, came back to Philadelphia and lost the last two games. The big caveat in that is that Joel Embiid returned. He was dealing with a... Um, a lot of injuries, if we're being honest. He's wearing a mask right now because he has an orbital bone fracture. He is dealing with a concussion. He was leading up to Friday's game. He just has a, a handful of injuries right now. He's gutting it out on the court, uh, but and it's been enough. That paired with being back in front of hometown fans led to a pair of wins on Friday and Sunday. And now this is a 2-2 series heading again back to Miami. Friday, the Sixers just thumped the Heat. Uh, second half, they really pulled away uh, to win 99-79. to Sunday, it was a lot closer. Jimmy Butler had 40 points in the game. Uh, but James Harden had a rare big moment in a playoff game and carried Philly to the victory. Now, in the two games, Oladipo, uh, Friday's game, he finishes with six points and a couple of assists, two of five shooting in 20 minutes. Sunday's game, though, very interestingly, 15 points, three rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks, a couple turnovers, a couple fouls, uh, was only three of nine from the field. His jumper is not in a good spot right now. He was one of five from three, eight of 10 at the free throw line, really attacking the rim and drawing free throws. Most interestingly, though, he played 32 minutes. Not just that, he closed the game even with Kyle Lowry back and healthy in the last two games on Friday and Sunday. It was Oladipo who took Lowry's spot on Sunday to close the game. Uh, Oladipo finished with uh, just three points in the fourth quarter. He hit a three-pointer uh, and a rebound as well, was a minus four in 11 minutes and nine seconds. So there's only 51 seconds of the fourth quarter he did not play. Look, 
it was just a, a little bit ago, Oladipo wasn't even in the rotation. Now, even with a healthy Kyle Lowry, Oladipo is entrenched in the rotation to the point that he's still closing games. Now, there's going to be a really interesting decision Miami has to make because rather bizarrely, they haven't played Duncan Robinson basically at all this series. Duncan Robinson, for those that don't really follow the NBA, you probably remember him from Michigan. He has become one of the league's best sharpshooters and someone that uh, has been a deadly weapon for them even during the Atlanta series. He was playing really big minutes for them, and he's never been someone that they have like taken out of a game plan. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. I don't know if there's a secret injury that they're trying to hide or what. It's been a really strange decision to not have him in the game plan whatsoever. They ended up on uh, Sunday shooting the Heat did 7 of 35 from the three-point line. We mentioned Vic struggled. The whole team is struggling. I don't know how you rationalize keeping Duncan Robinson on the bench when you're struggling that much shooting threes. And if Duncan Robinson comes back, there's only so many minutes he can take from other people. And I would think that a good chunk of those are going to come from Oladipo because he's one of the only other guards that's playing big minutes. There's a couple others. Gabe Vincent you could take some minutes from potentially. Maybe you chip away at a couple guys. Vincent, Oladipo, Max Struess. Take some minutes here and there from a couple guys and give them to Duncan Robinson. But the Heat are in an interesting situation because Game 5, a best-of-seven series, that's the absolute must-win game for both teams. It's kind of, I don't want to say do or die, but all the chips are on the table here going into Game 5. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, changes or adjustments that the Heat might make, but it's going to set up for a really fascinating Game 5 on Tuesday, 7.30 Eastern on TNT. I can assure you Vic is going to play. I don't know how many minutes and if he's going to close the game, but more than anything, it's just been really fun to see Vic out there in really high-pressure moments contributing, being a positive contributor, knocking down shots, making big plays, just being someone that the Heat and Eric Spolstra trust. It's just awesome to see him back in that role again. So I continue to be absolutely thrilled for him, and I hope that uh, he can. He and the Heat can continue making this run in the playoffs. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you this week. We're really going to switch to some offseason content now, previewing things, looking forward to next year with football, with basketball, all of that stuff. Now, make your second listen locked on NFL draft, or excuse me, locked on Big Ten. NFL draft is behind us. Uh, I had the wrong thing written down. Locked on Big Ten with Nate Dickinson. Get your daily uh, Big Ten news with Nate. We're on there every Thursday as well, so be sure you can tune in. We're going to talk women's basketball uh, on Thursday, at least some of it, uh, maybe a lot the whole podcast. On Thursday, we'll talk women's basketball. So you know I'm going to give IU lots of love. Be sure you guys are subscribed to Locked On Big Ten so you can catch that episode. Appreciate all the love, all the feedback. Uh, I continue to want this to be a conversation with you guys. So uh, 
leave your comments on YouTube, your reviews, tweet at us, any questions you guys have, anything like that. Follow us on Twitter, if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, everybody have a really terrific Monday. And LEO.